Good afternoon or good morning, depending on what time zone you are, and welcome to the ACB Board of Directors DC Leadership Conference meeting. So hopefully everyone is, uh, our guests are getting an opportunity to join us on ACB Media 6, and we'd like to welcome all of our board staff and guests. And so at this point in time, I would like to call our DC Leadership Conference Board of Directors meeting to order, and I would like to introduce Denise Colley to do our roll call and introduction of staff and guests. Denise? And Nancy, recording is off of mute. The recording is on, Denise. Yeah. Yep. Yes. All right. Dan Spoon. Here. Deb Cook-Lewis. Present. Ray Campbell. Here. I'm here. Uh, David Trott. Here. Kim Charlson. Here. Chris Bell. He's here. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're here, Chris. Jeff Bishop. Here. Donna Brown. Here. James Crott. Here. Doug Powell. Here. Kenneth Simeon. Here. Patrick Sheehan. Here. Connie, Here. Connie Sims. Here. Michael Talley. Here. Jeff Tom. Here. And from BOP, uh, Penny Reader. Here. Staff, Eric Bridges. Here. Clark Rackfall. Here. Swatha Nandukumar. Here. Tony Stevens. Yay. Tony just muted himself, you guys. Tony's here. Dylan Bailey Page. Here. Nancy Becker. Here. Cindy Hollis. Here. Colby Garrison. Here. Kelly's not here. Sharon Lovering. Here. Um. <clears throat> Our new staff person, Caitlin Herrera. I'm here. Oh. <laughs> oh, way back in the, there. In the closet. Sounds like she's in Arlington. Very <laughs> tiny person. <laughs> <laughs> and our newest staff members, Rick Morin. <clears throat> Rick here. I think he's working on some projects this afternoon. And uh, Larry Gassman. Yeah, he's testing. I'm here. <laughs> okay. And um, I know for guests, we've got Janet Dickelman. Do we have any other guests? And Denise, one yes, other new staff person is Julie Fisher, our new HR specialist. I don't know if she's here today, but we should at least recognize mm -hmm. her. Thank you. So both yeah. Julie... Both Julie and Nancy Christine are busy um, with the phones right now. All right, Mr. Chair, that completes the call of the roll. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Secretary, for the calling of the roll. And item three on the agenda is review and approval of the agenda. So let's go through it real quickly. Uh, so one was called to order, Dan Spoon, ACB president, 
two was roll call and introduction of staff and guests, Denise Colley, secretary. Three is review and approval of the agenda, Dan Spoon. Four is review and approval of ACB meeting minutes. Uh, we have two. One is the fall 2021 uh, meeting, which was October 9th. And the second is the telephonic uh, meeting where we kind of determined one of the focuses was determining hybrid versus virtual for this uh, DC leadership conference. And that was January 16th. And that will be presented by Denise Colley, secretary. Five is our mission moment with Eric Bridges and Dan Spoon. We'll be celebrating the second birthday of our ACB community. Six is the consent agenda. Underneath that, we have A, which is the 2021 year in financials unaudited uh, by Nancy Marks Becker. B is our ACB Braille form editors report in a nutshell by Sharon Lovering. C is our advocacy <coughs> report from Clark Rackful. D is our year-to-date uh, resource development report from Tony Stevens. And E is our membership services report from Cindy Hollis. So that'll be our consent agenda. Seven is a report on our ACB conference and convention in 2022 in Omaha, Nebraska, and other, other updates from uh, Janet Dickelman, our convention committee chair. Eight is the president's report. We've got six items under the president's report. A is a World Blind Union update. Uh, they've announced a new executive director, Mark Workman. Kim will give us an update on that. B is uh, announcing a new staff lead for the information referral and peer support steering committee, ERPS. That will be uh, Cindy Hollis. Uh, C is announcing a new staff lead for the scholarship and awards steering committee, and that will be Tony Stevens. Uh, D is a thank you from the auction committee. E is um, uh, just letting people know about some documents that have been created for the board liaisons, what uh, Cindy is dubbing the CARES package, and uh, we'll get an update on that. And then F is just a reminder that we will have our next ACB Board of Directors meeting on April 1st, with the primary focus being the final decision on hybrid versus uh, virtual only for the 2022 DC, uh, 2020, not DC, 2022 ACB Conference and Convention in Omaha, Nebraska. And then we'll take a break hopefully around a 15-minute break. Then coming out of the break, we will have our staff reports. Again, the idea of these reports, since we've had our uh, consent agendas, is really just to highlight one or two key points that have taken place in each of these areas. We'll have uh, uh, A is uh, our executive director, Eric Bridges. Uh, B is our advocacy director, Clark Rackful. Uh, C is... Uh, uh, resource uh, and communications uh, update from Tony Stevens. D is membership services update from Cindy Hollis. And E is financial update from our CFO, Nancy Becker. And a couple of people have asked about this. At that particular 
E item on the staff reports is when we will take our final vote on ratifying our email vote on allowing 150,000, uh, up to $150,000 to be pulled out of the board reserve for cash uh, purposes. Then I'm going to try to sneak another little break in here, even though it's not on the agenda after the staff reports. And then item number 11, we'll hear our financial narrative from David Trott, our ACB treasurer. Uh, 12, we'll have review and approval of some changes to the expectations for community events policy uh, from Cindy Hollis. Uh, 13 is our board of publications report from Penny Reader, our BOP director. 14 is a report out from our executive committee ad hoc task force on proposed changes of how we handle our executive committee. That'll be from that task force chair, Kim Charlson. Uh, 15 is a report out from the resolutions 2.0 and the voting 2.0 task forces and uh, what uh, kind of helping us understand the expectations uh, for the processes that we will employ for the 2022 convention. And that'll be Ray Campbell, Resolutions Task Force Chair, and Pat Sheehan, Voting Task Force Chair. Uh, 16 is an executive session, and 17 is adjourned. I had one little change I'd like to make myself between 15 and 16. I'd like to add in that if we have any officer liaison committee reports, that we could do those there as needed. So for those of you who are officer liaison and would like to report on any of your committees, I think it would be good to hear, um, hear those. So with that, I would like to uh, see if I have a motion to approve the agenda as read. Dan, Dan, this is Pat Sheehan. Yes, Pat. <clears throat> I would like to put on the agenda, perhaps this agenda, uh, discussion on the strategic one, three, and five-year strategic plan. We've got three board members who don't know what that plan is all about, <clears throat> plus Deb Cook-Lewis. Uh, I don't think this board has talked about it um, over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I know, I, I, I know sure, you're going to be presenting it. Yeah. yeah, I know you're going to be presenting it at the president's, but we've got people here that have never heard of this before. Yeah. I, Pat, I left you a message yesterday, but um, just to kind of refresh our collective memories and it all kind of gets blurred together. But we did spend two hours at our fall board meeting mm -hmm. on October 8th. And the focus of that workshop was to go through the VTO and the strategic plan with the five-year target, one-year and three-year plans. And we spent two hours on that in October with our new board members and our, and our new first vice president. But that doesn't mean that there's still not, if, if the board believes and you believe we should have uh, some conversation about that, I feel comfortable adding it to the agenda. But I just wanted, wanted you to feel comfortable that we have um, presented the VTO and strategic plan to, mm -hmm. to this current board. Do we have a meeting coming up in April, Dan? We do, yes. Uh, Why don't we, because I think it would be good for us to review the plan because we don't have the plan here. Mm -hmm. Why don't we move this discussion to that meeting if, if that's appropriate? 
and, and it we might even be worthwhile time. as we're all getting more engaged in this to, <clears> to do <throat> maybe even a separate workshop where we could kind of have a lot of back and forth and discussion related to the plan. I think that would be appropriate. And we could even talk about the uh, board liaison care documents during that as well, okay. if, if that would be a good, you know, we'll just have to work it out when we can get people, you know, with a, a two or three hours of time available. But if that would be the pleasure of the board, I'd be happy to handle it that way, Pat. <laughs> I'm also, okay could that. the plan be put in the board documents? Sure. I think, uh, yes, most certainly. Uh, we can, uh, we've got that available. So uh, I can ask Nancy to add it to Dropbox and send it out to the board list. Nancy, would you be comfortable with that? I sure can. Okay. That would be real good. good. That'd be good. So we'll put it on either April or shortly after that, Dan. I think so. Yeah. Well, we're, whenever it works good for everybody's schedule, I'd be, be happy to. Have, I, I, yeah. think a, I think that's a thorough discussion. I don't think that's something we can talk about probably in 15 or 30 minutes in, a, in our board <clears> meeting today. My, I think it takes yeah. a, a more time. Yeah. I agree um, with you, Dan. Thank Mr. You. President. Yes, Ray. For those of, if you're going to do a workshop on this, for those of us that work, could we please do it on a Saturday or something like that, or try to do that so that, uh, or in an evening, um, to make sure yeah. for those of us that do work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can Thanks. we we can we can come come up with a time that works for everybody. Yeah. We'll All right. we'll do it. Yeah. Mr. President, I yes. would move this uh acceptance of the agenda. Thank you, David. All right. I have a motion from David Trot. Do I have a second? Donna what's, seconds what's, it. What's the what's the nature of the motion? Uh, to approve the agenda. Prove the agenda. Oh, good. Donna <laughs> uh, seconds it. Don sec okay. Any discussion on approval of the agenda? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Well, very good. Thank you all so much. Now we'll move to item four of the agenda, which is review and approval of our meeting minutes from both the fall, October, 9th, 2021 meeting and the telephonic January 16th, 2022 meeting. So, uh, Denise, the floor is yours. Thank you. So, both sets of minutes were sent out, um, and I'm going to separate these out because I have a reason for doing that. Um, so, I would first take the October 9th, 2021 minutes, and I did receive one spelling correction, which I have noted. Are there any other corrections or additions to the October 9th, 2021 minutes? Hearing that, I, I would. Uh, I move their move acceptance. Second, okay. Jenna. So, so, Jeff, uh, excuse me, uh, Doug Done. Powell has moved and Kenneth has seconded. Kenneth Simeon Sr., any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Back to you, Denise. You. And then we go to the January 16th, um, 2022 minutes. Are there any corrections or additions to that to those minutes? Ray will move acceptance. Okay. Doug will second. Second. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> okay. I got Ray moved uh, approval of the January 16th, 2022 meeting minutes, and Doug seconded. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 
Aye. Aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you, Denise. I think we are officially caught up. Yeah, we're in good yeah. shape. Thank you for all your <laughs> yeah. hard work and uh, welcome to your new home in Houston. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. All right. Um, item number five on the agenda is the mission moment. This always makes me feel good. It always is wonderful uh, to highlight uh, you know, a positive uh, activity that's taking place inside of ACB. And uh, this uh, time, Eric and I would like to recognize the ACB community on its big second birthday, which is going to take place here uh, next week. It's pretty amazing. At this point in time, we have held over 7,000 events uh, that have touched in excess of not individual people, but over 200,000 touches. Uh, we have over 150 trained Zoom hosts and over 200 uh, facilitators that have led uh, events here over the past two years. I just can't uh, give a, a big, huge shout out to Cindy Hollis and Colby Garrison, who are our staff folks who help us coordinate and lead the community. We also have some wonderful lead volunteers uh, that work tirelessly. Uh, uh, Sheila, and boy, I'll forget somebody as I go through these, but uh, you know, uh, Sheila and our new um, community support uh, committee chair, Lucy. Uh, we have <clears throat> Chanel and Kayla, and I'm going to forget some, but they're all Linda. listed. Belinda, Belinda, thank yeah. you. Oh, how can I forget Belinda? So thank you. Thank you to all of our leads who have really volunteered so much of their time and talents uh, and just, you know, truly hundreds and hundreds of volunteers uh, who've given of their time and talent, as well as the support that the community has received from our ACB uh, media team, uh, helping to stream so many of our 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 broadcast, uh, broadcasted community events. So I just uh, want to give a big thank you, thank you, thank you to the, the entire team and, and turn it over to Eric for his comments and thoughts. Sure. Well, thanks. This has been truly amazing, uh, having this literally being built while flying it at the same time. And the, the, the really encouraging, exciting, and heartening component of this is that these are, these are events that are brought to us by people who are blind or visually impaired, but they are, are planned. The front end, the attendance is people who are blind and visually impaired, and the, the back end, the logistics from the, the hosting and the streaming. Um, all of it is done by people who are blind. And uh, through the utilization of Zoom and, and other uh, products, we're able to do this as an organization of the blind. Um, and in the process, teach one another how to use these technologies uh, and also be able to teach our sighted peers in a lot of cases how to use these technologies better. So there's, there's been real education that's taken place over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, the subject matter is wide and varied. Uh, the amount of people that we've been able to touch has been enormous, 
Uh, and just what, Cindy, within the last two weeks, we went over 100 events in a week. So th this hasn't plateaued. Uh, the, the interest in our our community events and on this what I would call a it's a virtual platform that we've built uh, that you know the the daily schedule of events the email that goes out has over 2100 email addresses on it now which is tremendous so there are more and more people receiving our events through that through that daily email and you know, while we've had growing pains at times and we'll continue to have interesting things occur, the, the, the build out and evolution of, of the, the, the community is, is just really encouraging. And it's, it's how people are coming to get to know ACB, who we are, what we do, and, you know, us being a, a safe, welcoming, and respectful uh, place to come and meet others and learn. So, um, you know, hats off to, to Cindy and Colby and a lot of other people that helped to make this whole thing run as well as it does. Well, very good, uh, Eric. And I'd like to introduce Cindy and Colby from the staff to maybe share a few words and then open it up to the rest of the board. So first, uh, Cindy and Colby. So I, I just want to say that the evolution of the community is nothing less than, to me, a miracle, miraculous. You know, it's pretty just amazing. And I'm in awe every day of what we are doing and that somehow, some way, the resources continue to come our direction to be able to handle what is laid before us. In the beginning, when I took on my job with membership in ACB, I used to talk a lot about Embrace, Engage, Empower, and I can't imagine anything we could do any better uh, reaching out to our membership and others to learn about ACB than the community as we embrace, engage, en embrace, engage, empower. Uh, and I just want to just say really quickly, embrace, we are, we welcome people and people in the community are really, really good at living the safe, respectful and welcoming uh, slogan or motto of the community. And, uh, and when somebody new comes, people have gotten really good about making them feel welcomed and embracing them and engaging. We engage people all the time. They, they become regulars. Um, we have connected Zoom and Clubhouse every morning now since the uh, middle of October. And we average around 60 people every single morning, Sunday through Saturday, holidays included, are on that call every morning. Uh, so that's pretty engaging. Empowering, well, we have people that are hosting and facilitating calls that never ever dreamt they would even use Zoom, no less learn how to host and or have the courage to bring a topic of interest or a skill that they know and talk in front of people. But what community has done, it, it 
has allowed them to expand and grow and feel the confidence and contribute. And probably the thing I hear most from volunteers is they want to do more. And so it's trying to match people up with things to do. And anybody can volunteer and they know that in any any community event could come to us. Colby came to us 11 months ago and really has come into her own. And so um, I, you know, she's definitely, uh, we're part of, her and I are both part of the morning crew that does those calls every morning along with five other women. Uh, so there's seven of us and um, we have different teams that take on uh, all the duties because there's a lot to do each morning. But um, Colby, why don't you just share maybe a little bit about what Community Connect is because you started that about, I don't know, four or five months ago and anything else you want to share? All right, sure. Hello, everyone. Um, Community Connect is a call that I facilitate each week and it is one of the highlights of my week. I always look forward to Wednesday afternoons um, because in Community Connect, um, it has really grown and evolved just as the community has. But it's a place where, you know, people can come, they can ask any questions, give any feedback, share any concerns that they might have. Um, but I'm very, one of the things that has always struck me about ACB and has resonated with me from day one, even before I was blessed to be hired by ACB, is how ACB and everyone in ACB meets you where you're at. And if you are not competent or confident in a certain or particular area, um, that doesn't seem to matter as much um, as you know it can in other facets of the blindness community and the world as a whole. And so um, Community Connect, one of the things I really enjoy about ACB in general, and particularly the community, is how we share with and learn from each other. So that is something that we do a lot of in Community Connect. So I will present a topic if somebody does not, if our call doesn't, um, you know, if somebody doesn't have a question they want to hear from others about. Um, this past week, for example, we talked about positive and negative orientation and, mo and mobility experiences that you've had. We've talked about how people perceive you when you go to medical appointments. We have talked about um, what, you know, tips and tricks for cooking. If you don't cook, how do you handle getting your food? Um, so just really learning from and sharing with each other. And I know it has certainly helped me feel better about myself in certain aspects of my life that I feel might need improvement. And then you hear from other people, you know, you're, this is not just a you thing. Um, and so, you know, it's okay if you're not the best cook. Um, um, the other thing that it, it has done, what community has done is that before when somebody new came to ACB interested in learning about ACB, we might tell them about the Braille Forum. We might tell them about the next convention, which could be 10 months away. And certainly we would let them know about affiliates in their area who also might tell them about the next meeting that's a month away or, you know, the next convention that's eight months away. Today, people come to ACB and instantaneously they have the opportunity to connect with us as an organization and they don't have to wait. So instantly, if somebody joins our community events email list, 
we forward them the daily schedule for that day, and they start receiving it that night for the next day. So thank you so much for the board support and Dan and Eric to each of you. Um, just, you know, we really do appreciate it. And we, Colby and I, and I know every volunteer that is serving in the community values what we do and is blessed by what we do. So thanks. Thank you, Cindy and Colby. And I'd like to recognize uh, Ray Campbell and Donna Brown, who are our officer and board representatives on the Community Support Committee. So first, Ray, and then Donna. So go ahead, Ray. All righty. Uh, well, uh, I was going to uh, thank you for the, this opportunity, Mr. President. Uh, first of all, since the community is almost two years old, if it flies anywhere, now it's got to wear a mask. So just keep that in mind. Um, second of all, actually two real quick points. One, and I said this, the community really is the ultimate example of how you make lemonade out of lemons. I mean, two years ago, and it's funny we're talking about this today because the pandemic really started to hit two years ago. On the, it was declared a pandemic by WHO. Um, it was because, like, here we were going into this situation, this this unknown, this having to isolate, and st we're, we're told stay away from each other, don't get close to each other, you know, all these things. We're going to have to have lockdowns and stuff, and nobody knew how, what effect that was going to have on blind people and. Um, the community really was born out of that, and so it really did take a bad situation and make it into a good situation. And I think the second point I would make is just the the uh, the community how it's grown over the last two years, and you know Colby and Cindy kind of talked about that. And that is, I mean, I know what I thought was going to happen is that especially in the last oh, six months or so, as things have started to open back up, I thought, well, maybe there won't be as many events. Maybe, maybe there'll be some things, but you know, people will start to go back to doing things in person. Well, as you all know, the community is just absolutely growing. And I, I, as I've said many a times, I cannot believe the talent that's in this organization and how valuable the experience of being in the community has been. I know, I know for me, uh, as a host, having learned Zoom, I was able to take that knowledge and use it in my local community to assist uh, a virtual with a, uh, a, a virtual, um, um, you know, group that does um, trustee candidates and finds trustee candidates for the village. And uh, was able to use my Zoom experience to set up meetings and and host for them. And so it's definitely been, and we, and we used waiting rooms, so I had to learn that. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, it, it's, it's been a great thing and it's going to continue to be a great and valuable, huge part of ACB. So thanks. Thank you, Ray. And now Donna. Yeah. Um, so if, if you have the opportunity um, get on that, that when they do the daily schedule in the morning, I, I hadn't been on and I, I, didn't get to walk a couple of mornings, so I jumped on. What a neat event. Um, it, it just was wonderful. I mean, people get to know each other. And I just thought one of the neatest things, there was a couple of days it was somebody's birthday, uh, a different people, not the same person each time. But um, <laughs> And I, I, I thought, you know, that might be the only happy birthday wish that they get that day. 
And I just thought that was that was really neat. That really touched me. Um, we had a town hall meeting sa- Saturday with the community, and that was very well attended. Uh, and so people had an opportunity to talk about, you know, what was good and if they had suggestions of um, improvements or, or things they'd like to see done differently or whatever. And I thought that really went well. And we're going to do that on a quarterly basis. The, the um, community support committee uh, hosted that. And so come join us Thursday night for our birthday bash. And I wish I would have thought ahead. Maybe I can still get it in, but have uh, my buddy Josh write a birthday song for the community. I will. I will see if that can be done. We'll make it work if you can get it in. We'll do it. (laughs) I will try. I I just want to say one more thing, too, that I thought of. Uh, At the end of uh, tomorrow, we will be at 7,499 events. So Sunday morning, we kick off the breakfast bunch. Uh, and Lynn Corral is going to be uh, facilitating that call on Sunday. We've had guest facilitators, but that will be our 7,500th call unless something gets canceled between now and then. Wow. Uh, so pretty amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, any other comments from board members? This day, yes. Okay. I heard David and then Kenneth. Is that, were those the two voices? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. David and then Kenneth. Okay, go ahead, David. You know, we're, we're always looking for ways to train leadership. And I see people coming out as leaders of these calls, and I think it's a great opportunity for confidence building. And the work that, that Cindy and crew have done uh, has given people opportunities that probably would not have had them before in ACB. So uh, kudos, guys, for what you're doing. And just uh, don't overlook. You know, when you see somebody that's that's out there that has leadership skills, let's let's encourage them because you you've got you've got some there, and and I think it's just uh, a way to move for ACB forward. Thank you, David. And now Kenneth. I remember. Uh, I would say one of my fondest memories of ACB community when it began was a peer support call. And Cindy, you may recall this. Uh, we had so many people to join in on that evening. A number of our members really shared their their concern about isolation and how they were being affected. And it, everything had just gotten started at that time. But you could tell that people needed to speak with someone else, needed to communicate. They began to share the fact that they couldn't visit with their friends and family. And it started to concern them because they did not know how long that might be. Uh, so I was honored to be able to be there and, and offer after that meeting. Uh, some people were actually just wanting somebody to, to talk to, communicate with. And I wrote Cindy and asked, could I be added to a list if she had that going for just to take time to speak to some of those people that just needed to communicate with somebody. So I volunteered that I would share us. Uh, I'd make time to share with some of those people. And there were two people that I was able to speak to that really needed to hear from somebody else instead of just being at home watching television or listening to radio or whatever. So it means a lot. Uh, and that has continued on. Peer support is a big thing. Um, as Kobe shared earlier too, yes. Community Connect. It means so much. And I want to be a part of that in any way I can, Sandy. Thank you so Thank much you. for all you do. Thank you, Kenneth. Any other thoughts from board members? This is Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. I'll be very quick. Um, I remember three or four years ago, and I can't count the times when Mitch was 
you know, haranguing us about this, and deservedly so, um, that we needed to have more benefits for our members. Well, we still haven't really solved that issue, except that the community has given us uh, a real shot in the arm in terms of giving them giving our rank and file members that benefit, giving all of us that benefit. So we still need to do more, but the community by hook or by crook was just an amazing, a real godsend in terms of benefiting our members. Agreed. Thank you, Jeff. Other thoughts or? All right. Well, I, I will wrap up just saying the other thing, huge asset I think the community has been to us is, and we kind of touched on this, a way for ACB to get the word out quickly, whether it be committees who have interesting things they wish to share, uh, you know, highlighted by like resolutions or the voting task force or constitution and bylaws. I mean, uh, multicultural affairs, again, over and over and over again, it's an opportunity for uh, a vehicle for ACB to get their message out, as well as what we've seen with things like our DC Leadership Conference, where we're able to have a good discussion of our legislative imperatives or discuss the latest news in a town hall meeting related to accessible home COVID test kits. I mean, just over and over again, it's an asset that's there, that's the structure that's there, the function is there, and we can use that and leverage ACB media broadcast to get the word out to our membership. So it's just an invaluable resource. I want to thank Cindy and Colby, the board, the community support committee, and all of our volunteers who've just done an amazing job. And guys, we got to give everybody a big hip, 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 hooray, hip, hip, hooray. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Two years old. We're, we're, we're old enough to walk now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think and, we've been running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we came out running. We never crawled. <laughs> Congratulations and thank, thank you. you for all your work. All right. Uh, next, we'll move on to our consent agenda. Uh, we have five items in our consent agenda. The first is the uh, year-end uh, 2021 financial statements, uh, unaudited from uh, Nancy Marks Becker. Uh, second, we have our Braille Form Editor's <coughs> Report, in a nutshell, from Sharon Lovering. We have C, our uh, advocacy report from Clark Rockfull. Uh, D, our year-to-date resource development report from Tony Stevens. And E, our membership services report from Cindy Hollis. So I would like a motion to approve the consent agenda. This is Denise. I move we approve the consent agenda. All right. Thank you, Denise. Do I have a second? Donna, I'll second it. Donna seconded. Before I call the questions, are were there any um, any questions, discussion that came out of the consent agenda reports that people would like to ask, or would they want to hold those till we hear the staff uh, updates? All right, I hear none, so I'm going to go ahead and call the question. All those in favor of, of approving the consent agenda, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? And 
I want to give special thanks to Eric and the staff for getting the reports in unprofessionally and presented to the board. So thank you so much, uh, Eric and team, for all your hard work. I know in the middle of doing all we have to do here over these few weeks, getting ready for the DC Leadership Conference, uh, that it's it's hard to get it all done. And I just really appreciate everybody's efforts to get the reports to the board. It, it really does make a difference. Uh, next, I'd like to introduce uh, item number seven, which is our convention report from Janet Dickelman, our convention chair, committee chair. So, Janet. Hello, hello again. And before I forget, Dan, the phone number is 888-999-3190. Oh, okay. Is that what I, you said? That's, that's what I had. Okay. Well, let me okay. get, make that announcement real quick before. All right. Before Janet gets started, <laughs> I really just want to encourage those uh, listening uh, out there on ACB Media 6 today that the monthly monetary support uh, committee is having uh, a contest program uh, during the DC Leadership Conference this week. So anybody who has who joins the monthly monetary support uh, as a new as a new donor for an amount of $10 a month or ups their, uh, their um, donation by an amount of $5 will be in a drawing for a series of prizes over the next five days. Uh, so we're going to Friday's, uh, I guess it'll be announced in the morning, but uh, each day there'll be a winner from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday of $25 gift card to Amazon. And then there'll be a $100 prize uh, at the end of the day on Tuesday. Uh, once you're in, you're in for all the drawings throughout the week. And if you'd like to join the monthly monetary support program, you can reach out to Jean Mann. There's two ways you can get hold of her. One is by an email, which is askacbmms at gmail.com. So that's A-S-K. A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com and you can uh, leave an email to Jean and she'll get back to you or you can call our phone number which is 888-999-3190 again 888-999-3190 leave a message and Jean will get back to you so please think about pledging you can give uh uh, all, you can donate your money to ACB or you can split the money 50%, up to 50% with your designated affiliate. That can be a state affiliate or a special affiliate. So please consider participating in the monthly monetary support program. It really helps us grow and run our organization. And so, Janet, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you very much. All right. Glad to be here. Um, First of all, let's talk briefly about the 2022, the fall board meeting, which will be in Schaumburg. And I believe you all know this, but because um, I, I had sent out some information, but that will be the weekend of October 22nd at the Renaissance in Schaumburg. And, you know, once we get a little closer, of course, I'll send out all that information for everyone. Um, I'd like to thank all of you as liaisons to special interest affiliates and to committees and let you know that the special interest affiliates and committees have done a wonderful job of getting information to me for the convention. I've given them a lot of asks this year. I asked them for a February deadline to submit the 
dates and times of the sessions that they wanted to host and everybody has done that and we really only had what we're planning on doing of course we will have our hybrid room our general session room and then we are also going to have four quote hybrid rooms that will be available throughout the in-person portion of the convention for affiliates to have and committees and business partners to have their sessions and then we will have other rooms that will have microphones but will not be um, zoom accessible that entities can have social events and everybody has gotten their information to me and really done a good job i only had one conflict that i had to reach out to people about so i think that's pretty tremendous um the next deadlines are april 1st is the deadline for submitting information for the registration form and then April 17th is the deadline for submitting full information for the ACB convention program. Registration for ACB members will open on May 12th. For non-members, it will open on May, May 19th, and it will run through June 20th. We are making it so that on the registration form, individuals can stipulate whether they're going to be in-person attendees or virtual attendees. If they are virtual attendees, if they request the program in print and or Braille, it will be sent to their homes. Otherwise, they will pick the programs up. If they're in-person, they'll pick up the print and, Braille and or Braille program at the convention uh, at registration on site. Um, for the last several years since we've been doing our continuing education, um, I want to thank Carla Rushable who, and Lane Waters who have done an exemplary job in putting all of that together. Lane will still be doing that this year, but Carla with her mini mall and other duties has is no longer going to be doing the CEUs, but I have a new individual, um, April Martin from Alabama, and she is a rehab um, instructor and she is going to take on the ceu role and help get that website the information up and run information available for the website that uh, minneapolis office will put on the website for ceus and help just enhance the um, description so that we can determine what is ceu worthy uh, we are working with the three different providers to get AV estimates. We're still working on that. Rick has kind of taken the lead on that and we're going to make some decisions before the end of the month as to, um, hopefully before the end of the month as to who, how we're going to work with our AV because as you can imagine, living in hybrid world is going to make things a little more difficult AV and very expensive. Um, our exhibit hall, Michael started working with the exhibitors. Um, People who want to be exhibitors are registering through Minneapolis. We already have quite a number of people who've registered as exhibitors. Uh, Michael and I have held a couple of meetings with them, with exhibitors just to talk to them about how things are going to work this year with their recordings that they'll have. Each exhibitor will have a 10-minute recording regardless of their booth type and there'll be some zoom presence and uh, so we're working with the exhibitors to let them know what's going on there on june 22nd we will basically quote open the convention and the reason we're doing that is for 
board um, for affiliates who have to have their meetings and elections during convention. Uh, we are opening the convention for them to host their meetings prior to the actual in-person convention. So on June 22nd, we will read the standing convention rules and the first credentials report and open the convention, which will mean that the record date for the convention will be May 23rd and the voting path Force will talk much more about this, so I'm not going to go into this. Um, on June 23rd, 24th, and 25th, so that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we are setting up Zoom-only sessions for anyone who wants to host a business meeting and or another session um, during that time. And I have quite a few. Uh, we have 28 at this point Zoom-only sessions that we're going to host over those three days, plus the uh, president's meeting and the committee chair's meeting, which I think they're going to be on Friday, Dan. That looks to be the best day, but we can talk about that. Just yep. just a little subtle reminder. Dan yes, said yes, to me yes, the yes, other day, yes. do I have to tell you about the president's <laughs> meeting and convention chair's uh, committee meeting? And I said, uh, that would be a good thing. Yes. Yes, I've got that on my to-do so, list. Thank uh, you, we'll Janet. Set, we'll yeah. set those up. Um, and then our hybrid, of course, portion of the convention in-person slash hybrid convention will begin on July 1st. At this point, we have 78 hybrid sessions and 29 social sessions during the convention. That does not include some of our business partners. So those sessions are going to increase, of course. And I'm sure, you know, we'll have some additional things that also does not include our general sessions, which we have six of, and our banquet. Cindy and I had a good conversation yesterday, and we're also going to get some community activities or some, yes, community activities in there. And we're looking at Saturday through Wednesday afternoon for those and maybe a couple of evening um, sessions for sir to have some community presence because that's, you know, that what everyone has requested involved with the community. And I think that's a great idea. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, we also, during the convention, have 21 tours. So we've got a lot of tours going. Um, I can, I think I'll wait and I'll just give a rundown tomorrow of what the tours are, unless anybody really wants to hear right now. But we do have a few um, evening tours this year. We have our bridge walk, which we'll do in conjunction with our get up and get moving, uh, which will be Sunday evening. We have a baseball game Monday evening and a riverboat cruise on Wednesday. So we've got a lot going on during the convention. Uh, let's see here. Basically, that is, I, I will open it now. If I, Oh, and then on July 11th, 12th, and 13th, at the conclusion of the convention, we are going to have three Zoom-only days that the um, Voting Task Force will talk about in great detail again, so I'm not going to go too much into that, but that will be for completing resolutions and bylaws that did not get voted on during the convention. Of course, we're going to uh, be working with our vote now. I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit about how elections are going to work during the convention, um, Dan, or if you wanted to get into that at another time. 
maybe maybe just from a high level, Janet, and, and then of course uh, I know that I don't want to I don't want to steal yeah. anybody else's thunder. No, but but I think just the cadence of them would be okay. Good. Yeah. So at the end of each daily general session, starting on Sunday, because of course opening general session is Saturday evening, starting on Sunday. At the end of each general session, we will open it up for elections for the open positions. We will call for nominations. Oh, and I should also say that the nominating committee is going to hold their Zoom only, their Zoom session on June 23rd, that first Thursday, that Thursday night during our Zoom sessions. So we will have nominating committee prior to the import person portion of the convention. So we will open elections at the end of each daily general session. If we have to go to a vote, we will then have the affiliate roll call. The follow We will open up vote now for that. And then we will host the affiliate roll call at the beginning of the next day's general session. So that will give affiliates plenty of time for their members to reach out to the delegate, either by text, telephone, email, however they, however the affiliate needs, wants to work that out so that anyone, whether they're at the convention or off site and want to cast their vote let the affiliate know how they'd like to vote, can reach out to the affiliate delegate. So we're going to do that. Um, we will have roll call Saturday evening. The affiliates have requested that we do it kind of as a, a um, hybrid roll call so that if people are in the room in person, they can speak in person. And if they are not, they can speak via Zoom and we'll work all the logistics out of how to handle this because they said they would prefer that rather than a pre-recorded roll call. So it's live. Yep. Yeah. Li hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah, but live, yeah. but live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So that is my convention report. Mr. President, does anyone have any questions of me? Thank you, Janet. I'll just say a couple other things, just a little bit of clarification, and Janet kind of touched on it, but by doing the candidates' uh, speeches at the end of the general session, then we'll open up for the individual vote from like one to six o'clock approximately. We'll figure out that exact time. But that allows it not to be in conflict with general session, and people will have a time during that that extended window to vote as well uh, as if they don't have a device and they're there in person and wish to vote in a kind of precinct uh, polling area, we'll we have a have polling that. area yep. set, set up at the convention where people can go in and if they need assistance or uh, assistance in technology yes. in order to, to vote in person. Thank you. And then the only other thing, because of the fact that I live with the auction chair, I have to. Uh, oh, uh, yes. Yes. So I figured I'd let her talk about the auction when it was her turn, but we yeah. will have the auction on June 18th. That's right. Virtual, virtual, virtual and broadcast. Yes. That's right. Yes. Very good. And all times that are posted for convention related activities, because we are in Omaha, are central time. Correct. All right. I know there's questions out there, so please uh, let me know if you have any questions of Janet. This is Doug. Yes, Yeah, Doug. go ahead, Doug. Of the spots that you left open for hybrid and streaming um, sessions in the week of January 1 through 
July, yes. July, July. Hey, I only, I'm saying I, I that only that because too, I so. do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Dan and I are always <laughs> correcting each other on that. One of those J's. Yeah, yeah it's a J, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, how many of those slots were filled? How many of the, I, I have probably, I don't have it right in front of me. I can, hold on, I can, I can grab we have that what, information. Um, four, four sessions and four, we have four, four sessions slots each, in, in, in four each time yeah. zone. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I have a couple of open sessions. Let me just, let me just pull that up right now. And, you know, that changes. I've got um, a couple on the, on Saturday um, and then later in the, and couple on Sunday, later in the day, and they're all late day. They're pretty much four to five, four o'clock or 5.30 Sunday through Monday. I mean, Sunday through uh, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And there's maybe a session. So most of them have filled up. So I'm kind of waiting for, I haven't heard from the Googles and the Microsofts yet. Um, I've heard from a couple of our business partners, but I think those are going to be probably pretty filled up with business partners. So I think we're going to pretty much have four hybrid sessions, any time frame throughout the convention. And I want to say thank you truly to the to the committees uh, and the special interest affiliates. Yes. They did a just a fantastic job, fantastic job, uh, you know, connecting with Janet and, and getting their spots reserved. And each other. And each other. They, they did a lot of sharing and joint yep. sessions and just really thank you for, yes. for all the collaboration. All right, Doug, do we have others who would like to ask a question of Janet? Boy. Wow. I don't right. think well, I've ever I, I only be, heard one question I about will, the convention. This I is will amazing. Be back yeah. Tomorrow Actually, or Sunday this, for a convention report. Oh, I heard one. Yes, go ahead. Jeff, was that just you? a quick one? Um, uh, yeah, right. Uh, it is. It is. Um, as as one of these folks who have memory like a sieve, um, <laughs> I don't remember you sending out to the convention planning list a template for what registration ought to look like and and since i need to refresh my memory every year because yeah, i haven't okay you really but want you a will. template i'll sense i mean yeah i can i'll I'll do something sure otherwise you get junk you won't like and uh, that's, i always that's get ju- no i yeah <laughs> i i will send something out it's it's almost easier if people just write it up rather than putting it in a quote template because I'm doing a lot of copying and pasting, but I will send out what information I'm, I'm looking for, for each session. I'll be happy okay. to do that. Thank you. Thank Jeff. you. A moron like myself needs that. Okay. Of. And how and long also, have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and also I think it would be good to highlight that we are also going to have back by popular demand for those participating virtually an audio described tour channel as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To kind of be the tours for the folks that won't be there in person in, and able to take yes. care of those, take yes, advantage thank of those you. tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. President. I always think I have everything and then you come up with a couple of. Well, it's easy things. if you're sitting here in the, yes, in the, in the back office thinking of things, Jenny, you did a fantastic job with your report. Ray, go ahead. Um, yes. Um, I didn't hear you mention it. Maybe you did. <sighs> Food price, food, food pricing. I, we, uh, and registration fee, maybe. We should, yeah, yeah. Food pricing, I'm still working on, Ray. I sent out plated breakfasts. I'm still working on plated lunches and reception pricing. I'm trying to get some clarification from the hotel, but that is going out to the lists. Um, registration is 30 
$5 for members and mm. 50 for non-members. But of course, a non-member can save a little bit of money by becoming a um, member at large. For ten dollars, and then they only have to pay thirty-five. They only have to pay forty. Thirty-five, yeah. No, 40. they save five dollars. Or they yeah. say yes, yes, because they paid thirty-five. Yes, yes, they saved five dollars. That's what I was. Yeah. So, and, and that starts that, March twelfth. I mean, March. See, I did the M again. Uh, uh-huh. May twelfth. May twelfth. <laughs> oh, and, months and are dangerous. Yes, go ahead. Those prices. Those prices are if they register before the before convention. June twentieth, and then they will yeah. go up ten dollars a piece during the convention. Right, right, right. So this is yes. the early registration yes. fee. Yes. And are we going to do anything for members where they get to start before everybody else to take advantage of those tours? And May 12th for members, May 19th for non-members. All right. Didn't I say that? I don't know. I said that. Yes, you did. You did. You did. I did. I just, okay. I just didn't hear it. Like so three good. times. No. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right. I any ha- other? I have to give Dana, and I will be just for all of you presenters to know that I will be here the rest of the um, four days of leadership. I don't want to have to pay another five dollars um, for questions at AC, um, questions. But I'm looking at the agenda. I think it's going to be pretty tight agenda, so I don't know how many questions we're going to be able to take, but any presenters, if there are questions for your segments, then I will go ahead and email the questions to the presenters so that you can reach out to the questioner after your session is over. Very good. Yes, questions at acb.org. If you have any questions uh, during the general session portion of the DC Leadership Conference. Uh, The breakout sessions will have their own Zoom host and will be the standard community event approach where you'll be able to raise your hand and ask questions during the breakout sessions. So good. All right. Any more questions for Janet? If not, I'm going to go listen on ACB radio. Thank you, Janet, and thanks to your committee and all their hard work. Well, we really ACB media. Yeah. Yeah. AC, oh, do we I owe another five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can you tell I'm you, old school? You, you, old habits are hard to break. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Don't, Janet, thank you for your donations. You're very, you yes. please, <laughs> please feel free to take that money yeah. and up your monthly monetary support pledge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nancy, you're not writing this down, are you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Janet. Have a a good afternoon. Yep. Thanks. Mm, Bye-bye. All right. Next uh, item eight on our agenda is the president's report. Uh, Under the president's report, item A is an update on the World Blind Union, who's hired a new executive director. So I'd like to ask our President of the North American Caribbean Region of the World Blind Union, Kim Charlson, to say a few words about WBU. Thanks, Dan. Um, so, the um, just a couple things that I think the biggest activity over the last several months has been um, the transition from Jose Vieira as CEO of the World Blind Union to the new CEO who came in. Um, maybe just about four or five weeks ago. It hasn't been very long. His name is Mark, with a C, Workman. And he is from Canada. He lives in Edmonton and has worked in several um, 
public and private um, roles in Canadian government. Um, his most recent role was with governmental affairs and then um, management of the regional office of CNIB in um, the Edmonton area. But he does have extensive um, business business and um, public um, sector experience. So um, he's been great to work with, very responsive. Um, and we have um, booked him as our international guest speaker, as the new CEO of the, the WBU for um, a presentation at the convention. And he's looking forward um, to attending. And he said he can be there in person because it isn't very far from Edmonton to Nebraska. And so he's willing to be there in person or virtual or whatever we need. So he's very flexible and has um, I've been working with him on on several different issues. So um, I think that's going to be really good for WBU. Um, I guess the other thing that came out, and I will share this with the board because it, it was worth seeing, um, the WBU um, just maybe 12 or 14 days ago um, sent out um, a statement of solidarity with our blind and visually impaired brothers and sisters and colleagues in the field in Ukraine. And um, just, it was well done and well-written and I will share it um, because I'm sure you all will concur with what it said. So um, for Nancy's benefit, the, um, <laughs> the annual dues cycle for WBU is gonna be ramping up in the next couple weeks. So notices will be going out and um, we can talk more about that offline, but that is coming. Um, it's always an um, annual thing that Nancy and I look forward to, don't we, Nancy? <laughs> so, um, and we're responsible not for our dues per se, but we have been for the, um, for the entire region. So we have to do a lot of chasing sometimes. But um, those I think are the highlights of what's been going on. And then, um, if you've read the legislative agenda um, program, for, there is a panel on Tuesday that I'll be moderating, um, which is kind of the international perspective of um, the accessibility of home-based COVID tests. So we've been, I've been working a little bit on that with, with Clark and with some of our international partners. So I think that's it, Dan. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. Uh, any questions for Kim on the World Blind Union? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. This is Doug. Sure, Doug. Go <laughs> um, ahead. The, uh, in seems like last year we paid, we we authorized uh, payment for one of the Caribbean islands, and I don't remember which it was um, to to pay their dues because they just didn't have enough money to pay their own. Um, is is that something that since the dues cycle is coming up, is that something that we need to take action on at this point? Or, uh, yeah, I I think what we're doing um, so far, I haven't heard. But the in in June when the um, the General Assembly met met they um, they passed a constitutional amendment that makes a pretty significant adjustment to the dues structure for smaller nations under 800,000 people. 
So most of the Caribbean islands fall into the smaller category, but the WBU also has a a criteria for membership that they look at the kind of the economic category that your nation falls into, which is, you know, high-end, moderate, low-income, that kind of thing. And and so what what has been happening with the um, smaller nations, and especially in the Caribbean, is that they're classified as mid to moderate in economic status. But the reality is most of the money that's going into those countries um, goes into um, multinational corporations and it doesn't really stay in the country. Um, And the wages that are paid in the tourism industry are not noted for being high. So the the people who live in the country most generally are, you know, near or at the poverty level. They don't have a lot of income. So, So the inequity was noted and the constitution of the WBU has made adjustments to um, reduce the the dues payments for member countries when the country is small and in a lower income classification. But there is a committee of our region called the Resource Development Committee, familiar name. Um, It's the Resource Development Fund Committee, actually. And we are looking at trying to start a fund where if something comes up um, that a nation needs some help of some kind, that um, all of the regional nations would be solicited for a small contribution. It would be voluntary, but we're not talking about anything over probably $500 each to try to keep a fund going that the WBU will administer for us so we can handle some of those, um, you know, case-by-case basis shortfalls. Um, So the board is going to talk about it. It's on the agenda for our spring WBU meeting. And um, once that's in place, I will certainly come back to the board and ask for probably authorization to make a contribution. And that will be all the member um, organizations of our region would be asked to do likewise. And this might be an annual additional amount. It might be for a few years so we can get a fund going. We didn't want to ask for too much, but we wanted to start somewhere rather than just saying, we're going to have this resource development fund committee and we're going to go out and look for funding. And then we have nothing for a long time. So we wanted to start with some seed money from our member organizations in the region. So that was kind of a long explanation for your question, but it kind of gives the background of why I think what you're asking is important and what we're trying to do to kind of solve or mitigate the situation. All right. Thank you, Kim. Any other questions? All right. Thank you, Kim, for the report on the WBU. Uh, item B on the president's uh, report is wanted. Uh, Eric and I are kind of sharing this, but I've got it on my side of the ledger. Uh, and that is that we wanted to announce that we're going to make uh, there's some uh, changes associated with our staff support for our nine steering committees. So one of those is our information referral and peer support steering committee. The member lead is Doug Powell and the new staff lead will be Cindy Hollis. Uh, 
after Claire left the as the staff lead of the information referral and peer support committee, um, Clark Rackfull and uh, Swathananda Kumar and uh, Cindy and several of us got together and kind of just talked about what made more sense kind of from a synergy standpoint. And it seems like there's a lot of collaboration and um, and synergies between member services steering committee and the information referral and peer support uh, activities because, you know, a lot of the community is peer support. A lot of what we do organically inside of ACB is peer support. But what we really need in information referral, but we really need to kind of formalize um, how we do things and, and, and get them kind of in a structured process where we can um, provide formal metrics and see what kind of progress we're making. And so, and I should add as well that Ray Campbell is our officer liaison for both the membership services and the ERPS steering committees. And so, it made sense for Cindy to kind of move into that lead, but at the same time, we didn't want to um, uh, put too much on Cindy's plate, although we got only a few people and only and lots of plates. So the other area where we felt like there was some good synergies was in the scholarship and awards area, which deals a lot with uh, communications and resource development for funding for these programs, as well as communicating out the different awards and scholarship programs and how they're going to function and what's available. So we've asked Tony to kind of step up and at least temporarily uh, take the staff lead position for scholarship and awards. This may transition over time as we backfill for our um, uh, community um, manager, I mean, excuse me, communications manager position. But right now, Tony has agreed to step up and be our um, team lead for uh, scholarship and award steering committee, which is item C. So we've kind of made those changes. And I wanted to give uh, Cindy and then perhaps Doug a moment to talk about the information referral and, and peer support <laughs> steering committee which has kind of done some foundational work here over the last uh, month or so. So, Cindy? Whoop, I don't know if I have Cindy or not. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, I can yeah, hear you. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. I don't know if it would work uh, for me to just read the mission statement that we came up with for uh, Earth, I, I, I think that I would think give that would everybody be good. A, a good, a good yeah, base to and, understand and just the, so the that, approach. Yeah, so that you know that we have also created rocks from this, and uh, will be are actively working right now, and just trying to build a foundation, a starting point to really focus this year on creating something that then we can expand out. Um, so here we go. The goal of the information referral and peer support steering committee is to formalize already existing programs and services of information referral and peer support provided by ACB to the blind and visually impaired community. Information referral, formalize the process of collecting and solving information requests 
identify informational resources to assist those seeking our services and create processes to ensure follow-through and meaningful data collection. Peer support. Leverage our existing work through ACB community events and with local chapters, state and special interest affiliates, and ACB committees of interest by connecting the blind and low vision community with peer support programs within ACB. Thank you, Cindy, and um, I appreciate that. And so we're just getting started and we will, uh, as, as we roll it, right now we have, of course, Doug as our member lead and then we also have uh, Colby Garrison it helps in the community and Swatha Nanda Kumar uh, from advocacy and um, and Clark uh, and Clark Rockful from advocacy as well and then we will reach back out and engage our board members once we kind of get the foundation in place so uh, Doug did you want wish to make a comment in this area before we move forward yeah, one of the rocks, and by the by, what what we mean by rocks are we've we've established goals for a quarter. We establish goals for a quarter, and so those goals are called rocks. And so uh, one of the rocks that we're working on right now is reaching out to committees and 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 uh, affiliate special interest affiliates and and you know t- uh, task forces you know I, the the different entities within nea uh, nea geez uh, <laughs> I, that goes yeah, no. back t- 25 years. I worked for the National Education Association. I don't know how that popped up in my head. But anyway, um, <laughs> the ACB, entities within the ACB, and we're, we're, we're doing a query to say, you know, what information are you getting? How are you getting it? And how are you dealing with it? So that we can start trying to figure out if we need a form or what. What do we need to help support getting uh, formalizing doing that formalizing that uh, that Cindy just talked about in the mission? Yeah, we've identified those. As, uh, we've created or identified channels in which we are already doing IRPS or IRPS or information referral and peer support, and we have divvied it out to the different people that are working right now on the steering committee. And we came up with those three questions that uh, Doug so nicely summarized. And then we will be coming together. We Our goal is to have at least a feel for what's, what is already existing um, uh, by the end of this month. Uh, so the first quarter. And then we will move on from there on you know, where we go next. But um, I feel like we're at a good starting a good starting point. And thank you for uh, allowing me to do this and great people to work with. So well, thank you, Cindy and Doug. And thank then you. the C item, which I just, I touched on a little bit, and that's the scholarship and award steering committee. So I wanted to give uh, Tony and Kenneth an uh, opportunity to to speak for just a moment, but uh, Tony had his uh, had the first steering committee in in the new role uh, earlier earlier this month. I guess we're at the end of February to be precise. Uh, and so, um, 
it, it was a very productive meeting and everybody went through their rocks and, and, uh, and kind of gave their status. But Tony and Kenneth, I didn't want to shortchange you. So if, uh, any thoughts on scholarship and awards? Well, this is Tony. Just real quick. Thanks, Dan. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting a chance to work more closely with Kenneth. We've had a chance to get to know each other well in creating the scholarship videos every year for the convention, which we'll be doing again this year, which is always such an amazing process to, to find out all the amazing leaders, if it's scholarships or the DKM winners and the first timers and, and the folks that, you know, Kenneth helped shepherd. Um, I will say one thing that we do have as a staff rock in terms of the awards is we're really sort of doing an audit of all the awards that we give out through all the various facets um, in this committee, but then in other ways that we give out as well, uh, just to give us a sense and breadth of sort of the the recognition that comes um, by affiliation and, and uh, with the American Council of the Blind. But thanks, Dan. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Kenneth? Yes, uh, Dan, I would like to say that I am uh, glad to be able to work with Tony in this capacity. We had our first meeting uh, during last month, I would say. Mine is blank now. Uh, when we met, uh, but we'll be meeting again uh, on the fourth Monday of this month, so it evidently was last month. Uh, I I think that we're going to work well together. We have some good folks on our team, and we are working together to develop documents, expectation documents for uh, committee members and uh, those who are chairs or co-chairs, trying to come up with some documents so that we would have something to pass on, but we're no longer serving in, in the area that we're serving now. So uh, I think it's a great, great team effort, and we're all learning how to put our rocks together on a quarterly basis, and, and we'll continue to help those who are new to our committee uh, through recent weeks. And uh, so I'm just glad to look forward to some good things for our scholarship and award steering committee. Thank you, Kenneth, and thank you, Tony. And again, uh, two of our core values, which we talk about our core values all the time, are flexibility and initiative. And I think we're seeing both of those core values with our staff and our member leads as we move forward with these two vital steering committees. Um, item D on the president's report is a simple thank you to ACB Board of Director members from the auction, uh, the holiday auction. Many of you all donated. Some of you donated many items. Our staff, I would be remiss, also donated a whole bunch of, of items. I think last I heard, the, the staff items alone brought in, I think, close to $2,000. And our ACB Board of Directors donations also did quite well. So the auction committee just wants to thank you. And, and since no good deed should go unpunished, they want to also encourage you to consider donating for the summer auction, uh, which will be June 18th. And the descriptions are due to the uh, auction chair uh, by May 1st. So please uh, think about exciting items that you can donate for the upcoming summer auction. Again, it'll be virtual. And uh, the auction committee, Leslie Spoon and team would like to really thank you for all the hard work that uh, you all have put in and, and your volunteerism to help with the auctions that between the two auctions this year, ACB raised $66,000. And I think if nothing else, that would bring an amazing smile to Brenda Dillon's face. If she, uh, if she heard those numbers. So that's pretty amazing. And Carla Rushable and so many that helped get the auction started, Cindy and Jeff uh, years ago, it's amazing where they've come. So thanks to everybody. Uh, e on the, um, 
uh, on the president's report is really our board liaisons. Those were all assigned at the uh, last board meeting. And uh, we've got a kind of CARES package put together, Cindy and I, to kind of share expectations, not only for our board liaisons, but also for our affiliates and our affiliate presidents. And uh, Cindy, if you would uh, maybe like to share a couple words on this, and I think we're going to plan, uh, as we talked with Pat earlier, perhaps a workshop where we could talk strategic plan and also board liaison work in a workshop here maybe at the beginning of April. So, Cindy? Sure. Um, I was just getting ready to pull up the document, but I think I can just basically summarize what we've talked about. Uh, Dan and I got together and just really updated uh, the timeline and made it more realistic to how we are currently operating to get the liaisons assigned and get documentation ready. And I think a training really to go over this and do some scenarios and really talk about how to navigate situations and things like that would benefit the board uh, so that this program could really become a strong arm of what you all do with our affiliates. And, um, and I think it Dan and I talked about also incorporating some training with or discussion, at least, with our presidents as well to bring them on board. But the goal would be that you, as an affiliate liaison, would have at least one touch a month with your affiliates. And that could even mean sending an email or text just checking in and seeing if they need anything. So it doesn't have to be like this really big, huge thing, but keeping the connection alive, I think would be that ultimate goal. And certainly there's other things and I do need to work on um, updating. Uh, there are Dropbox and um, there's a spreadsheet that... Uh, you would use to track your connections just so that we have something to, to show, uh, you know, how many affiliates were uh, touched, how many, how many times did you actually get to maybe attend something, or if you read their newsletter, just little things like that. So we can actually show that we are, we are actually doing work with this. Um, and uh, that is, we, we started with a Dropbox uh, for the board. I know that there are some of you that probably don't have uh, that information in. We need to update those. Uh, kind of been busy with leading up to this. And so my goal is to get that for you all set up by the beginning of April, uh, hopefully sooner. And, uh, and then if we could do some training, I would love to be, of course, a part of that in I don't know if you need me to actually read anything, Dan, but no, no, don't. I think that's I just, a good scenario. Just you know, wanted to give over. you yeah. the expectations that we'll yeah. be setting something up sure. in the April timeframe. Yeah. Okay. Thank good. you. Thank you. All right. Um, the last item is item F, which is really just giving everybody a heads up that we will be having our next board meeting, not that long from now, really in, in three weeks uh, on April 1st where we will, the focus, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be an agenda. We'll have it in the evening. 
um, probably at eight o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight's time at that point in time. Uh, but uh, it will kind of focus on making the decision of uh, making sure we're final decision on hybrid versus virtual for the ACB conference and convention in Omaha, Nebraska, as well as understanding, you know, the rules of engagement if we decide to have a hybrid event uh, related to, uh, you know, COVID protocols. So that will be the main focus of the April 1st meeting and uh, just wanted to make everybody aware of it. And there'll be uh, opportunity as we move forward to share recommendations and conversations, but wanted to make sure everybody had that on their calendar. All right, that ends the president's report. Um, May I have a motion to approve the president's report? I would move, this is Kim, to accept. I'll second. Kim moved and Connie seconded. Uh, Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 And as I made this motion, I realized we did not approve the report from the convention um, committee chair. So can I have a motion to approve the convention committee chair report? Donna will make it. Donna made the motion and David seconded. That'll work. So, any discussion? <laughs> Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All right. It is right now 2.30. So we are going to take a 15-minute break to 2.45 for everybody to stretch their legs, and we will come back with these staff reports. So we'll talk to everyone in 15 minutes. Thank you.